Girl Guide Camp in the Australian Bush. Not only were we staying in serial killer territory, we were also staying near some water. Well, my troops team was down the bottom of the hill near the water. Far away from the main cabin. On the second night we hear a soft sob and a little yelp. We stick our head out of the tent and a guide got lost going to the loo. We see nothing except shadows. Then the shadows move. They move towards the water. Well being good guides we are prepared for anything. So we duck back into the tent, jam some boots on and grab the first aid kit and walk out. We hear a soft sob again and a slight splash. We walk as a troop to the water, thinking a fellow guide needs help. We see nothing, however the water is rippling away from us like something is swimming under it. We shine our pitiful lights but see nothing. We hear the sob however it's coming from the center of the water. We can't see anyone except shadows. Dense shadows. Well being a guide has a limit so we all go back into the tent. Confused but safe. We kinda forget about this until the fifth night when we mention it to one of the troop leaders. Well. Turns out we are in Bunyip territory. I'm not sure what we heard, or saw. Possibly a water spirit. Or creator being. Or ghost. Or serial killer. Or some ancient being the indigenous Australians knew well enough to leave alone. Maybe it wanted to be friends. Most likely it wanted to eat us. Australia is old. Its bones are old. Everything has importance. So, I guess you shouldn't follow dense shadows to water holes in Australia. Or follow soft sobs. My friend told me this story, his name was Tim and he had a bad drug issue when he was younger. One night he got on some drugs and ended up in the mountains on some random logging road. His car just ran out of gas so he was just sitting there in his car. He hears a knock on the window, turns and sees a burly guy with a milk jug full of gas in his hand. Tim opened the window and the man tossed the jug of gas into his lap. As Tim got out to fill up his car the burly guy got into a semi-truck that was behind Tim's car and slowly drove off downhill. The weird part was that after he gassed up and started after the semi he couldn't catch up to him. He was on the only road down the mountain and the semi just vanished. Tim always said he was an angel that got him out of the woods before something bad happened. My parents go camping in Wisconsin every weekend, we live in Minnesota, and when I was younger, we were driving home late one night. Back country road, no one else around, pitch black, trees almost connecting with each other above the road, very surreal. Anyways, my younger brother starts getting antsy, and pointed out a dark shape that he said was following us. I thought he was trying to scare me, but sure, something was there running through the trees and keeping pace with the car. We told the parents who of course, didn't believe us. Suddenly, it shot forward, and seemed to disappear. But as we took a turn, and the headlights swept over the trees, we all saw a flash of red eyes in the bushes. My dad slowed the car to a crawl, and when the eyes blinked, and moved closer, he took off. My brother and I are still convinced that a hellhound slash grim was following us home.
big island of Hawaii. My kids' class goes camping above their school, in a rainforest area. We set up pretty near an ancient rock wall, the kids closer to the fire circle, the adults a bit more out. Everyone is eventually in bed, the last adults up made sure and then also went to bed. Total quiet. No giggling, all asleep. All of a sudden I, alone in my tent, hear a conch shell. They sound is very distinctive. I was only used to hearing it before ceremonies and the like. I hear it again, closer. Now I hear shuffling, pounding feet, and it sounds like a group, getting closer. I next hear a blood-curdling scream. More group noises. The very weird thing is that I do not hear any children or adults, only this other group. It lasted a while. I didn't dare move, turn on my light or go outside. I did feel the group was so close that had I looked out they would be right there, maybe 40 feet away. Next morning, I come quietly up to the fire. A few people are milling about. I see a dad of another student whom I have known for years. I say, hey, did you hear and he finishes, the conch shell and the marching? I say, yeah. Everyone else just kinda looks at us. I ask where his tent was, turns out his tent, as well as mine, were nearest the rock wall. Spooky. There are actually many stories from that particular strip of land that goes from sea to mountain. My children and I have experienced things there as well as other people I know. Hawaii is alive. We went camping on the Murray River about a year ago, when we set up camp this old guy named Bubba came over to our campsite he would talk every now and then or just stand next to the fire staring at us as creepy as it was we tried to get conversation out of him and offered him food. The strangest part was GE would go back to his site and change clothes every hour and come back the first two mornings we would wake up and he would be sitting in our chair staring into our fire. Got to the point we bunched our swags together and on the last night and got the F out of there early early the next morning. Safe to say Bubba was a creepy bastard. Used to work at a Cub Scout camp and had a tent to myself in the staff campsite. The parking lot for it was right behind there and it was the evening before everyone had to report the next morning. It was one of the only times I was the only one to come a day early so when the sun went down and I settled and I started to hear noises of something walking around. I'm thinking at the time it's just some raccoon or something and it's just scurrying around for food but then I hear another noise of something coming from the other side of the tent. I keep thinking oh god please let it not be two bears come to eat me, meanwhile my heart's going a thousand beats a second. So I gather some bravery and go for my flashlight, the tents are canvas on the oldest wooden platforms in the US so of course they creak with every tiny movement. After 5 or 10 minutes of sitting up and trying to find my flashlight, the ruffling of leaves is still going on, and I click it on and peek out the corner to come face to face with the largest deer I'd ever seen with a huge rack. I jumped, and when I did I heard the two animals jet into the woods. But I still never went back a day early again. TLDR deer gives young camp staff member heart attack by creeping around staff site.
So I've been a bushcrafter and backpacker for over a decade now and do I have some stories. The best one I can remember was a trek in West Virginia. Through the Appalachians. Found a large row of stone smokestacks. Like the things were massive. Imagine eight fireplaces side by side but they were as big as a walk-in closet. I remember walking through checking them out. Some were collapsed in. But one in particular was weird. Down the sides there were a bunch of tally narks scratched in. All prison style. There was a torn ripe hanging from the top and some bones under all the dirt and rocks. That was enough to make me think. While walking out I found one of the bricks on the ground a few meters out with leave us or something like that printed on it. When I looked up back to where the chimney things were I saw a black humanish silhouette shoot through the woods in front of it at some insane speed. Put the brick down and decided to take by business elsewhere for the night. I was camping with a few friends and the friend I was sharing a tent with decided he wanted to sleep under the stars in the back of the truck. I wanted to as well but there was no room so I was in the tent by myself, no biggie. Now a little backstory, I have a lot of experience with camping and being in the woods but the friends I was with were very indoorsy and don't have much common sense to begin with which lead to my little predicament. I also had recently sprained my ankle and wasn't exactly in peak condition, relevant later. Anyways I'm laying there falling asleep then suddenly hear crinkling like a plastic wrapper getting ripped. I remembered, despite me instructing them not to leave food out, that I had seen a bag of their jolly ranchers on the table outside and decided it must be a raccoon or squirrel or something and they can clean up the mess in the morning. Well after about 5 minutes of hearing this animal gorge itself it decides to take a little stroll around the site, this is where it got scary. I was now wide awake and realized from the steps I was hearing whatever animal this was was very big. I had so many thoughts running through my head, does it know about the friend in the back of the truck or vice versa? What if the friends in the other tent get out to piss and run into it? What if they left food in the tent too? As I was processing this I heard this mystery animal walking towards my tent. If need be I couldn't run because of the ankle, if I tried to scare it away it could decide to fight instead of run then I'm really screwed. So in the spirit of Jurassic Park I stayed as still as possible while slowly reaching for my bag in which I had a hatchet. No way in hell did I plan on attacking it but if worse came to worst I might have a shot at defending myself. As it drew closer it walked to the back part of the tent, it was so close I could hear it breathing. It was a heavy, moist kind of sound that scared me and with the slowest of movements I turned enough to see out the kind of side vent the tent had and in the moonlight I saw the mouth of a bear. I had seen the revenant not long before the trip so I was supremely freaked out at this point. It stood there for what seemed like forever as I sat with the hatchet ready and trying my hardest not to breath hard. After an eternity it slowly walked into the woods but needless to say I didn't get much sleep after. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video or online chat all from the comfort of your home. 
Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Did a lot of camping as a kid, aged 6 to 11 is when we did the most. Our parents took us to a bunch of fun places. Creepiest never really ran into anything creepy. At least, nothing my child brain thought of as weird. Strangest, morning, as we're leaving that campground. My dad was tucking the tent trailer away, my mom was taking care of the baby and my older sister was looking at the horses. I was playing with two other kids by the water. One boy and one girl about my age. The girl had on this long white t-shirt with ponies on it. I start fishing for minnows and the two other kids do the same. That's when the little girl squatted down and wham, no underwear, and a penis. And a penis. I immediately got super confused, so I asked are you a boy? Yeah, duh, as he point to his fully visible penis, and his brother laughs and says I'm a boy too and he drops his pants. Then they both got butt naked in the water and ran after me trying to get my pants off. I wish I was making this up. That was the strangest thing to ever happen to me. Scariest, big prairie thunderstorms hitting unexpectedly and tornado sirens going off. By the way, you see them in the distance, and the forecast says they're northbound so you plot a course to pass south of them. You find a nice campground in the guide and plop down middle of the night the storm changes direction and there's nothing you can do. Scary. Edit. I know it's three days later, but I want to go into more detail about the strangest experience one as more and more details have been coming back to me. Okay, so first off, I was six or seven, pretty young. There we were, scooping minnows with our hands and she comes over and bends over like a normal person would and tries to scoop them. It's when she finally had one in her hands that she squatted down and called me over to look at the minnow. As she squatted, I caught a peek and thought that's weird. I must be imagining things so I took another peek, and another. I started to examine her face as she talked about the fish. It was a girl's face, girl's hair. I peeked down again and stared intently, yup, that's a little penis and little balls. That's when I finally asked. Yeah duh I'm a boy too and the rest is just as I said it, except they left all of their clothes in the water, still lake water no current but still, and before they chased me they were saying are you a boy? Prove it, show us, we showed you. As they're butt naked in knee high water at 7am with a complete stranger. Nope. I ran, I ran all the way to my sister, 11 months older, to tell her all about what the F had just happened to me. She thought I made it up, but then when we drove by the water as we left 10 minutes later, there they were both of them still naked fighting each other with sticks.
used to camp behind my uncle's house. He had a large field that we would play manhunt in at night with a forest surrounding it. On one occasion we were still looking for my cousin since he was the last one not caught. That's when I heard someone moving just past the tree line, and I thought I could see something. I called out to him saying that hiding in the trees is against the rules and has the last one caught anyways. I then heard branches and twigs being stepped on and pushed as whatever it was moved forward, and I watched the branches being moved. That's when I heard my cousins shouting that they caught him. I ran over to them and never spoke of that incident. However two days later we decided to play again, to which my aunt protested since she had apparently seen what she was pretty sure was a bear wandering out into the field from the tree line a week prior, and near where my incident occurred no less. Me and a few friends went camping in the North Georgia woods. We went off trail about a mile and set up camp next to a small creek. The site was great and we were all catching up on each other's lives, first semester of college, first time being together again. Around 11 at night we are all together under my tarp just talking, all of a sudden we hear a woman scream about 150 yards away. We go dead silent and the lights go off. I'm scanning the darkness looking for any sign of light at all. There is no way someone wandered out to our position without light. We sat in silence for an hour waiting to see if lights came on. Finally we decide the best action would be to bug out. Grab our bags, leave everything else and just go. My buddy's dorm was only about 30 minutes away so we were in good shape, but the situation shook us. I'm a camp counselor and I've spent a lot of time in the woods. I've come face to face with bears, wolves, and cougars and I've never been as unsettled as I was then. I've never been scared in the woods, just unsettled. We think what we heard was a fox. After we got some food and a bit of rest, we researched different calls and found a fox call that sounded very similar to what we heard but you never know. We went back in the morning and got our stuff. I was in high school at the time. A few friends and I went on a trip somewhere in Missouri I believe. Turns out that this campus-like place used to be an all-guys Catholic school. I guess it got shut down due to the teachers slash priests messing around with the students. Yeah, very messed up. But wait. There's more. There were these trails in the woods. They had these creepy angel statues with these broke-up stained glass memorials every hundred feet. Being the idiot high schoolers we were, we hiked that damn trail at night to see how far we could go before creeping out. Sigh your eyes play tricks with you that's for sure, right? I vividly remember the angels facing us at the beginning of the trail. So why they were also facing us on the way back. When I was 12 we decided to take a trip to a lake that wasn't very popular with campers as it never seemed to have fish and the water had a lot of weeds so it wasn't swimmer friendly. When we got that we noticed that the campgrounds had a bunch of abandoned camper trailers that were vandalized. So we set up camp and just stayed in our area. Well the next day we decide to walk around the abandoned campgrounds and we encountered one that had a bunch of baby bottles, clothes, and toys. Next to the camper was an ice chest and flies were all over it. The smell was terrible. We were sure a dead baby was in it. 
So my dad goes over and opens the lid. No baby just about 15 pounds of rotten beef. To this day I have never seen a park slash campground in such a state. I went back again like 5 years ago and it was a spotless place. Right after high school I was hiking with some friends in a notoriously kind of shady place to hike. We may or may not have been slightly blazed and got lost trying to get back to the car. We finally made it just before dark and were the only car left in the parking lot. Just then a car came flying into the lot, threw it in park, and this mid-40s dude jumps out. Out of his trunk he pulled a visibly heavy large duffel bag and shovel out of his trunk. Dude starts hiking into the forest with zero Fs about the fact that we were all standing there wide-eyed and bewildered. Never went back there. I'm a little leery of these bear stories that end with then I saw a bear. Because I saw a bear while hiking above Ouri in Colorado in the early summer with large pools of melting snow dotting the landscape. My wife and I set up camp after hiking into Uncompagre Wilderness. We came in through Bear Creek Trail which is heavily traveled, but after we turned off toward the wilderness we saw nobody on the trail for hours of hiking. We set up camp above a beautiful isolated valley. The next day we set out on a day hike to the bridge to heaven. It was beautiful, July 4th, another couple was waiting for the Blue Angels to do a flyover, but they never came. They were the only people we saw all day. On the way back to camp we came over the last saddle of the hike, and looking across the valley we saw a brown bear in a full gallop, nothing in my life had prepared me to witness a bear gallop in person. It was running along the trail away from our campsite, that is to say toward us, but not at us, he was probably half to one mile away when we spotted him. He split from the trail and galloped up a steep incline and disappeared behind a ridge close to us. The next thing we realize he's on top of that ridge looking down on us from maybe one-tenth mile. By that time I had that primitive, ancestral adrenaline pumping through my veins. We left our bear spray in the tent, so I found a rock that weighed about 20 pounds and prepared to defend our lives. As the bear started walking down the hill I realized that it was just going to wander right up to us, hadn't seen us, so we started talking in low voice get out of here bear we're over here knowing that bears don't want a close encounter any more than you do. It seemed to work, he looked at us for what seemed like a minute then turned tail and bolted up the mountain. We got back to camp. We had planned to stay there another night, but there was no way we could stay there another night. We trekked back to where the trail was more frequently traveled, and camped there. The night after that we stayed in a campground in town, and they had signs up that a bear had been rummaging around the campground the night before. I looked at the topo and realized the bear's trajectory when we saw him would have put him in that camp after a two to three miles of steep downward traverse. I'm sure it was the same guy. Nothing has ever changed my worldview quite like that. It's the event that made me decide I was ready to adventure less and start trying to have a baby. I've never talked to anyone else that was as fear struck by a bear as me. I think a big part of it was the isolation. No one would have found our bodies for days, and when they did it would take GPS coordinates and a helicopter to get them out. Very sobering.
So when I was 17, I volunteered to be a prefect for a retreat with some 12-year-olds as part of school. The teacher in control was all about giving us responsibility so he sent us all into this old dead forest in the west coast of Ireland to camp out for the night. We were two groups, and were asked to separate and each build camp in the woods. Each group had two older people and ten younger. The forest was so eerie. It was planted 50 years prior but they screwed up the planting and all the trees grew to full height before dying, so there was literally zero life in the forest. No sound. In the middle of the night, the other supervisor, a pupil and myself were all wide awake when we saw this bright light come from the west. It looked like a helicopter but there was no noise whatsoever. We hushed each other. This thing floated over us, and I got this creepy infrared vision of a whole dead wood with two groups of warm bodies, like we were being watched. When we left the next morning we came across a famer and relayed the story. He only said, oh yes, I see them lights a lot around here. Like it was nothing. Aussie here, took the family to Cape Conran on the south coast at the beginning of summer last year. Campsite is drive up in a bush setting over the back of the dune beside the beach slash ocean. Came back from the beach during the day to find a goana with its head stuck in our rubbish bag, hanging off the camp kitchen. Basically had to get right up beside it to free it from the bag, found out later on they sometimes attack humans. This one was maybe 1.5 to 1.8 meters long. A modern day dinosaur right there in our campsite. Two or three weeks later a whale carcass washed onto the beach and attracted a white pointer to the shallows where the kids had been swimming. Makes a change from wandering across a super deadly snake on a gentle bush walk with the family, which happens every other time here. Back in the summer of 1999, I was doing research in the Bob Marshall Wilderness in Montana. I had gone back home for the week to get more supplies slash food slash etc. And my friends talked me into seeing the Blair Witch Project. So the movie scared me, and the next night, yes night, I went back out to the woods to finish up my stream sampling. I started down the trail at 10 PM at night and set my tent up around midnight. I was reading to fall asleep and I started to hear and see movement on the side of my tent. My first thought was that my friends had followed me out to my sampling site to mess with me, having just seen the BWP. I hit the side of the tent, and then I hear this gigantic cat start slashing the side of my tent. I had never been so scared, or have felt so scared since. The mountain lion destroyed my rain fly before it ran off. I carried my tent out and sleeping bag out to the trailhead and drove 2.5 hours back home that night. Camping alone in Northern California, Stanislaus National Forest. Hiking through a very quiet, dark trail, overcast day. Hadn't seen anyone for a couple days. Middle of the trail is a recently disemboweled deer, nearly clawed in half, still warm and bleeding most likely a mountain lion that had just made a kill and heard me coming. Scared the crap out of me that it might still be nearby and pissed, and creeped out in general by the deer.
We were camping in a town called St. Lucia on the east coast of South Africa. My mate and I got up in the early hours to go fishing, just before dawn, it was pitch black and we could barely see a thing. We were walking along an overgrown bush path, approaching the estuary, when we heard a rustling sound in the bush just ahead of us. It didn't sound like much, but the next thing a hippopotamus comes racing out of the undergrowth right at us. The sheer mass and power of the beast is extraordinary, a human stands literally no chance against such power. I thought that was it for us, but I don't know if it couldn't see at us or what, but it ran right past us and into the water and disappeared. I've ever felt so weak and useless in my life. I took my dog to meet my wife at a trail near my office. My wife had started without me, so the dog and I jogged to catch up with her. My dog was a stocky shepherd slash rottweiler mix, who I had seen casually snap the spine of a woodchuck. She would get into it with raccoons and other dogs without hesitation. I didn't think she was afraid of anything. My dog got interested in something in the woods and stopped to look at it. I have no idea what it was in my part of Michigan bears and cougars are not unhead of, but very, very rare but whatever it was made a low growling sound like nothing I have ever heard. My dog looked at me, as if to say sorry, good luck, and then took off running at full speed. I did too. Camp counselor here. Astronomy week and it was 8 p.m. nap time until it got dark enough to bring of the telescopes. It was dusk, just enough ambient light to see outside out open door cabin. All of a sudden, co-counselor and I heard a noise outside the cabin and looked up. A barefoot 10-year-old boy just silently enters the cabin and slowly, so slowly, walks through the cabin and out the other open door. Co-counselor just looks at me, frozen in shock, and then they got up to address the alarmed kids as I ran after the barefoot kid. Turns out he was in the infirmary and slept walked around the entire camp and just happened to walk through our cabin. Thank God he didn't leave the camp area into the wilderness. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I camped in a valley above Hope, a little village on the Kenai Peninsula. Out in the wild for the most part, but there was a USFS campground one and a half miles away along a dirt road. Hope was where a number of nuisance bears that had been forcefully deported from suburban Anchorage reappeared after trekking through the wilderness in search of human junk and had to be killed in the end. I'd had a couple of run-ins with black and brown bears before, mostly a good distance away and none wanted anything to do with me, fading into the bushes as soon as they could. The previous day I had been walking along the road, heading back from a hike when I heard the brush on either side rustling. It happens a lot up there, mostly ptarmigan but you never know, my hand was holding my holstered bear spray. A while after some campers told me that they had seen a black bear and her yearlings on the road half a mile before they passed me. Great so I walked between a sow bear and her cubs. The next day after a big dinner I headed out for a little walk. I decided to walk of at least 400 calories by going to the bathroom. At 11 p.m. smart. The rain was coming in a foggy drizzle, just the kind that makes bear spray useless so I loaded my lever action and set off. It was chilly but not uncomfortable on the way. Everything was silent, no birds, insects, wind, nothing, just my breathing and the crunch of gravel underfoot. Then something rustled in the brush near me, then again and again and again. It was a little worrying but it's just something I had to deal with. Keeping an eye on where it was I kept going. The fog closed in halfway there and light levels dropped rapidly. I didn't pay much attention as I was trying my hardest to prevent stuff in my body exiting that very much wanted to exit. By the end it was less of a walk, more a pained waddle. Relief gotten I set off back towards camp. Light had dropped so far and fast it was as dark as Alaska could get this season. You could see decently far but not make out many details in the mist. I thought I was clever bringing a flashlight just in case. Nope, in the mist, rain and fog it was useless, blinding me with a cone of light that reached out 5 feet and hit everything further. Midnight struck an old, black battered forerunner rolled up coming towards me. As it stopped beside me the passenger told me they had seen a black bear up ahead. Oh fun! Watch out for a black bear in the blackness. As the woods ended and it opened up to brush visibility got even worse. At least the trunks of the spruce were well defined, here I could walk past a bear and not even noticed until it slapped me into the obituaries. I pulled out my rifle from its scabbard and ready to myself for anything that might happen. With safety off and a round chambered but all I had to do was cock the hammer to fire I advanced through the mist and the fog with the rifle held in a low ready position my pulse was high. The constantly shifting brush with dark shapes it was no help to calm my nerves. I walked on, with bats flying above me, 
feasting on the all-you-can-eat bug buffet circling around my head. Walking for what seemed like forever but most likely 20 minutes I was about three quarters of the way to camp. Then it happened. A big shape sauntered onto the road from the side facing the cliff about 20 yards from me. The only sounds I could hear were raindrops falling off the trees and, my own breathing. I aimed the rifle above and behind its front legs, my mind going on overdrive thinking where its heart was or if I should aim for the head, slowly back away or fire a warning shot. In the end I managed to call the deepest hay bear I could after puffing up and looking as big as possible. The hay bear came out as if I had been sipping helium. I quickly followed up with a nice deep, B, hay bear, slash B, its head seemed to move left towards me, right and after a pause it just plotted off into the bushes with not a care in the world. I waited for about five minutes, still aiming at the bush where it had left then went the rest of the way back to camp, carefully doing a 180 every few moments. Sleep didn't come easy this night. Next time I decide to go to the bathroom that late, I'm driving. During my junior year in college, I went camping with a bunch of my friends in Bald Eagle State Park, Pennsylvania. There were I think five of us. We hiked all day and camped at a site high in the mountains, with no one else near us as far as we could tell. There was a dirt road that ran past the site, though we never saw any vehicles on it, just an access road for the park rangers who would theoretically come round to check your permits. We turned in for bed around 9 and despite being exhausted none of us could sleep. This was because we discovered that our friend Steve, with whom we'd never camped before, could snore. We were in three tents, and his was the farthest out, and I swear the thunderous rumblings come out of his nose made the my tent shake. After probably an hour of this, the other four of us clambered out and gave up on sleeping. My girlfriend at the time, who was mutual friends with everyone I was camping with, was a DJ for our college radio station. Her show ran from 10 to 12, so we thought we'd tune in on the little hand crank radio we'd brought with us. The road was at a slightly higher elevation than the campsite itself, so we walked out there for better reception and listened in for a bit. While we were on the road listening, a black pickup with its headlights off came crunching very slowly down the dirt road and past us. Weird. Another half hour or so goes by and the four of us return to camp. Two go to bed, my friend Emily and I sat outside of our tent talking for a bit, Steve was still snoring. Then we heard the crunching again. The pickup had returned, and was now lurching down the narrow track to our campsite, its headlights still off. We ducked behind my tent and hunkered down, not sure what to do. He turned his engine off. We sat there. He sat there. It was a really clear night, bright moon, but we couldn't see inside the cab of the truck and had no idea how many people could be in there. It was very definitely not a park ranger. No one got out of the truck. Steve was still snoring. At least 10 minutes passed before the truck started up again and backed up, very slowly, out of our campsite and rumbled off down the road. My other two friends had been awake and heard everything. Steve had no idea. We told the rangers on our way out and they said they'd had some reports of a truck creeping around after dark but had no idea what the hell.
My mom when she was a kid would go out camping with her grandfather slash parents slash siblings. Apparently, one of her older sisters would always take her cat with them everywhere. So they were all in their cabin and as my mother sleeps, her brother and sisters wake up to a commotion. The cat is meowing and screaming like crazy and her brother tells his sisters to be still and quiet. A bear had walked into the cabin, sniffing at the bed. It heard the cat and obviously wanted it and the cat continued to scream and meow and the older sister who brought it was trying to shush it. The bear then stood on his hind legs and decided against it, leaving the cabin. The next day, they told their grandfather and they didn't believe them. But then the grandfather wound up shooting the exact same bear that following night and proclaimed that I guess those girls were telling the truth. We were camping in the Smokies, Elkmont, and were way back in the woods waiting for it to get dark to see the fireflies. All of a sudden the sky changed and everything had a green cast to it. Being back in the mountains the light slash shadows are tricky and we couldn't see the sky. My husband grabbed all our crap, and I threw our son, he was about four at the time, on my back and took off running. By the time we got off the trail and back to the truck the weather was nasty. It was hailing and trees were falling. The path near the back of the campground was supposed to be one way, but it was blocked by a fallen tree. We eventually got back to our campsite and stayed in the truck until the storm let up enough to pack up the site. The tent was flooded and all our stuff was a mess. Some of the sturdier campers in the campground were losing pieces. The rollout porches were twisted all to hell. It's scary to be stuck in that kind of weather with nowhere sturdy to go. We ended up heading home that night. We live close by, turns out about 15 miles away in Pigeon Forge a tornado had come through and ripped the roof off one of the hotels. Then about three years later we were stuck in another bad storm on Hunting Island and had to spend the night in the truck. We haven't seriously tent camp since the second time. I was camping up at Algonquin many years ago. Our site wasn't that far from this pond area. Maybe 20 to 30 meters? I'm guessing. Anyways we left the site and came back late putting stuff away in the tent, and we hear a bullfrog in the distance. Not that big a deal. Then we hear Anna Thurk and another. I'm okay. We go out of the tent with the flashlights, since we had to gather a couple other things we had left outside, pots or something. And I suddenly realize something is right near my foot, this big bullfrog, not far from the tent. Oh geez I yell. My girlfriend asks what? and I say just this big ass bullfrog here. She then says yeah. There's one here too. Then we move the flashlights to scan the area, and there must have been like 20 of these things slowly moving towards us. They never came right up to the tent, thankfully, but at night we had to be careful, as this was a nightly occurrence. They'd climb up out of their wet home and hop around, belching away. Me and my friends were out in the middle of nowhere. Slight drinking was involved, I had went to bed and woke up in the middle of the night to take a piss, two of my buddies were sitting at the fire awake. I asked them what the f are you guys doing awake, it's the middle of the night? They said the heard noises in the woods, too spooked to sleep. I was scared, 
but nature called. I walked into the darkness, as I did I noticed stuff was missing around our tents, our lanterns especially. As I was pouring the yellow rain into some bushes they began to shake. In my mind I was thinking this is how I die, killed while tinkling, nothing came out of the shrubbery, so I walked back to the light and I noticed a sign that wasn't there before, it was a street sign, except it said get out, why the hell a street sign is in the middle of some woods in Alabama, I will never know. I walked to my friends and told them about the sign and missing lanterns, cute collective freak out. Then in the distance of the woods we saw a bright light, the woods were thick like my back hair so seeing any light penetrate them was impressive. We then hear voices coming from the light, what sounded to be laughter, and a range of voices, as me and buddies freaked more and more, the light kept inching closer, the voices louder and more clear, still unstopping laughter. We grabbed what logs we could to make weapons, and at we stood ready to attack, faces popped out of the leaves. It was our friends, they had gone to Walmart to get snacks. And that is my tale. Super late, but I was camping with a few buddies, we set up a fire by a creek. It was super dark there was no moon, so anything four-ish feet beyond the fire was basically black. The fire wasn't very strong either most of our wood was wet. We're just talking and out of nowhere we hear super loud stomping right in the water next to us. It grunted and growled a few times. It was definitely right there it sounded so close that you could touch whatever was there. We were all scrambling for tools, flashlights, weapons, etc. And right when I finally shined a flashlight, there was nothing there and nothing in sight. Super creepy. It sounded huge and eel grunted like a bear, but it was gone in an instant. We all heard it, but no one knew what it could have been. We booked it out of there. I had a camp set up with a fire and friends. No tent just sleeping out under the stars. Very quiet summer night, moonless and dark. Hear something in the forest. Thrashing of leaves. Seems to multiply and surround us. Many feet stalking in circles around the camp. Terrified and can't sleep. Stay awake until sun crests the hills. Out from the forest steps a chicken. Then several more. It was a flock of feral chickens escaped from a local farm that had taken to the woods and they are foraging the area for bugs and worms. When you're 11 though and it's quiet in the dead of a dark night, the smallest sounds become frighteningly loud and threatening. This happened two weeks ago. A friend and I were backpacking in a state park. This park has designated campsites every five to six miles on a large loop. We got a late start on our second day on the trail and arrived at a campsite about seven at night. It's pitch black and 30 degrees Fahrenheit by this time, and we're walking by our headlamps. We see a fire at the campsite and plan to ask the other campers if we can set up camp at one of the adjacent spots. As we approach the group, they shine a flood light on us repeatedly from a distance. We get within 20 yards, and see three big, bearded men standing around the fire. Me and my friend both try to greet them, how are you doing? And they don't reply or turn around. We're a little creeped out, but we get the picture that they want to be left alone, 
so we turn around and walk away. As we walk away, they shine us with their headlight again in complete silence. We're more creeped out. It's about 14 miles to our car, and 6 miles to the nearest campsite. There is a stream we follow that might have flat ground to pitch a tent. We walk one quarter dash half mile away following the stream through a narrow ravine and set up tent. As we're setting up tent we see lights coming from the direction of the campfire. These creepy dudes are following us. We're pretty much trapped in by this ravine, so we put our lights on, and stand still so they know we see them. Eventually, their lights pause about 50 yards from us. Neither group can see each other through the thick trees, so we have a little standoff. After two minutes, they turn around, and I am freaked out. My friend and I are cold and tired, so we don't move camp. But we make a fire, and face the direction of the other group as we set up dinner. It was a cold nervous, night. When we woke up and packed up in the morning the other group was gone. Creepy bastards. So me, my brothers and my dad were out camping with our scout troop, and we found this great boxed-in area made with some small, old railroad ties. We thought, hey, this is a great spot for our tent, no rocks, no roots, and it's nice and out there among the tent sites, so that way we can see the fire from our tent door. Well, about six hours later, at one in the freaking morning, we'd all be asleep for less than three hours when suddenly I awake. I am covered in liquid. Cold liquid. I get very confused very quickly because I haven't wet the bed or anything in years. Then I felt my backpack. Wet. Then I felt my shoes at the base of my sleeping bag. Wet. I turn on my flashlight to see that I'm immersed in about a half inch of water. And so is all of our gear. So, being the wonderfully intelligent human being I am. I tripped over all of my brothers and woke up my dad in a frenzy and told him. He got out, pulled the van right up to our tent, and carried little old me on his back to the van. I then look at the railroad ties. The whole thing is filled to the brim with water, and the mud that it has created beneath the water is starting to seep into the ground making it weaker, so it sinks lower, etc. So after all of us get the heck out of there with all of our stuff but the tent, we came back that morning to see how the tent fared. It had sunk at least two inches or more into the ground, encrusting the bottom of our tent, sealing it into the ground. Took us about an hour to get it all taken down. I didn't go camping after that for about six months. My friends and I were overnight hammock camping in Mississippi. There was literally no one on this trail because it was August and we were the only idiots dumb enough to camp in the swamp. On our hike back out the next day around 7 AM we heard someone running up behind us. When we turned around there was a 60 to 70 year old man wearing nothing but a white cloth around his junk. Specifically I remember that the cloth was solid on the front and fishnet on his ass and he had a thong going up between it. He jogged by like nothing happened and it was just the weirdest thing. It was like he didn't even see us. We have no idea where he came from as there was no trace of a vehicle or anything at the exits or entrance of the trails. One can only speculate.
I was camping on land with a working farm on it. There were herds of animals allowed to roam the property so encountering free-range animals there is not uncommon. We were all sitting around a fire and in the distance a horse got scared and started to gallop around in the dark. We could hear it in the distance and it slowly got closer and closer until it was charging past us just outside of the firelight. I was worried the whole time that it would run toward the fire and one of us would be in its way or that it wouldn't see a tent in the dark and maybe trample somebody who was sleeping. While reading these stories, I keep thinking, if you know something is wrong, just leave. Don't undo your campsite every time. Just leave. I have two stories from the same trail. I was very fond of this trail as it forks to a beautiful mountain cemetery. The other fork runs adjacent to the cemetery by about 100 feet and runs further into the forest through an unmarked portion of trail. These are stories from the other fork. I was hiking by myself one day and I see 50 yards in front of me is a baby bear crossing the path. I stop. It doesn't hear me over the river. No sign of mama, but she is around. No cell reception, no weapons, and I didn't tell anyone I was going there this time. I back up slowly. I speed walk back down the trail. This time I was with someone. We had a couple of beers. The sky gets dark early. We decide to head back. We change out of our swimsuits and hit the trail. We keep hearing loud thuds. The wind has picked up and large branches are randomly falling from high up. Any of these could knock us out. We are tore between looking up for falling branches and looking down for roots. We make it out unclubbed. Found this great dispersed camping spot up in the mountains camp there every few weeks for a summer, and then the next summer as well. It was just up the road from an old lumber site, so there was always plenty of firewood. But one time, we got lazy and decided to look for wood closer to the campsite. So I crossed the mountain road and started grabbing small sticks right across from the site. Had never been on that side of the road and all the times we'd camp there. And then I noticed a small, two-foot-tall cross in the ground with a girl's name scrawled on it in bad handwriting. Don't remember the name, only that it was a very human name, something that would have seemed really weird for a pet like Margaret or Caitlin or something like that. Kinda creeped me out. I was fishing at a local park lake that is on top of a mountain at night. There's a neighborhood to our back, but straight across the lake there is a dense forest that's filled with plenty of hiking trails. Through the trees we always see flashes of light, same size as a lighting bug but they would be red or white. After being kinda curious about it, couple of buds who both carry a sidearm went back there to find an old man with an oxygen tank riding a bicycle. They asked him what he is doing and he simply replied just hiking. We see him sometimes walking his bike up the mountain as we drive by. Tubes in nose and all. Just weird. Other nights we have heard something being dragged through the gravel and being dropped into the lake, too dark to see. And another time where an old lady in one of the houses by the lake come outside super mad threatening to kill us then hiding by her door like we can't see her. I can understand if some rude teens messed with her, considering she lived by a park, 
but we didn't do anything. Cops came and she just slammed the door in their face and told them to F off. Other people have heard a loud screeching sound. One friend in particular packed up to leave and their car wouldn't start. They had to sleep in the back until morning. As I type this I keep asking myself why I still go there. Me and a couple of buddies camped out for the night in Aokigahara Forest, Japan. For those of you that haven't heard of it before Aokigahara is renowned as a suicide spot and many Japanese take their lives there each year. At night as we sat around the campfire in the pitch black woods we could hear really creepy instrumental music playing in the distance deeper in the forest. The music sounded really bizarre and eerie and was most likely traditional Japanese music of some sort, like something you'd hear at a shrine or something. We thought that it was most likely someone out alone deep in the woods at night playing the music to psych themselves up for the act. That was creepy. So me and my wife went camping a few weeks ago before I started my new job. We failed. Forgot our pillows, couldn't find firewood, ended up buying some, and then my wife came down with a cold as the night went on. The ground was too hard in our area and we couldn't sleep. So around 4 AM we get out to go to drive to the bathroom. We turned around a corner and our headlights landed on the old frail women with long white hair just standing next to the road looking at us. It was probably 40 degrees out and she was wearing nothing but a nightgown. We drove past and when I looked in the mirror she was gone. We drove away, packed up, and drove straight home after that. I went camping with one other person on a forest service road away from all other campsites. Woke up in the middle of the night to take a leak. I was in a tent and went outside to pee. I immediately saw either a headlamp or iPhone flashlight about 50 yards away. As soon as I looked over to them, the light went off. I heard whispering for a while from that direction. I went back in the tent and did not pee. I laid there in silence for a while and went back to sleep eventually. It was probably nothing serious. I just did not expect campers to be anywhere near where we were that night. If anything, they were probably as scared as I was. Either way it was frightening. I've had a few, but the most recent was this summer in what is known as Bear Rain Forest or Northwestern British Columbia. Canada. We, fiancé and I, are sleeping in the tent and wake up to the sound of heavy panting breathing and sniffing, right by our heads. Fiancé does not skip a beat and hits the side of the tent and start to shout hey. Hey. We hear very heavy footsteps away from the tent and fiancé promptly falls back asleep as if nothing happened. I have no idea what animal it was, but it was sniffing us out, and scampered off once warned. I did not sleep that night and woke up with the sun, sat at the... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Lake with a coffee and gave gratitude to life. My ex of a decade and I had done a lot of rock climbing together, but I was finding it too painful to do in the place that we had done it together, so I took a trip to a destination 1,000 miles away. While there, I randomly overheard someone referring to her and her new boyfriend, who happened to be a friend of mine, as though they were a unit. The weather was too inclement to leave my tent for several days after that, so I just lay there, pretty much alone, day after day, no TV, internet, video games, just the terrible reality of it. I'd rather have been mauled by a bear. I was camping in the jungle in a small village. Our small group were the only white people there and I was the only white woman making me a bit of a novelty in the village. During the night I wake because I can hear movement outside my tent. It stops and then I can hear heavy breathing right on the other side of the tent fabric. I'm wondering if I should say something or be reaching for my machete. Every so often the side of the tent would be bumped all with that heavy breathing. I was about to scream and jab my knife right through the tent wall when the night stalker spoke Mo. It was one of the village cows out for a snack. Seems I had put my tent over some prime grazing. Walking alone in the pitch darkness back to the campsite dragging a cooler of food. Was walking with my friend who had a better flashlight than me. Partway through he thinks it's up a little ahead so he ran to go check. He doesn't come back until I've mugged the thing almost the rest of the way there. It wasn't a super long distance but the weight of the cooler up a hill didn't help. It was just silence and complete darkness except for my headlamp and phone flashlight. I had to play music from my phone so I wouldn't go crazy. I go out to Glacier National Park and it's a tie between two bear encounters. For the first you have to know I don't sleep in a tent, I use a hammock. So one day I'm napping and I hear some sticks cracking and I roll over expecting it to be one of my friends docking around. Nope, it's a black bear sniffing me. Instinctively I yell and swat out hitting it on the nose and it runs off. Needless to say I was awake after that. The second is when a few of us go fishing. We are beneath a waterfall so there are cliffs on both sides with a single trail down to the water. We had just finished gutting our trout and are going up the trail when we see a grizzly about 50 feet away. We quickly get back to the river with the plan to walk downstream to find a new way out. Instead we watch a big second grizzly walk out of the brush just downstream. So now we are now trapped between two grizzlies holding and smelling like dead fish just great. We scramble for a plan B, the best we could find is just an awkward route straight up the side and we just go for it. When we finally got out to an actual trail we all just start laughing. Bears are no joke. 